This is Mind Salad, a program of diverse weekly discussions about mental wellness with a rotating panel of licensed professional mental health counselors on a variety of mental health topics with guests and information to help you sort through life struggles. The information that is provided on this program is for informational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. This week, your host is Carlos Viafon from Mind Renewal Behavioral Health Services. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mind Salad, a show about mental wellness uh, from different perspectives uh, by four different mental health professionals, all local here in the Colorado Springs area. My name is Carlos Viafon. I'm your host for today. Um, I'm the owner of Mind Renewal Behavioral Health Services, a clinic locally here in Colorado Springs. We provide a wide array of therapeutic services for myriad of population. Um, today is a special one for me. I have a special guest, Mr. Alan Gaines. Thank you for coming on the show with me today. Oh, not a problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time, man. And, uh, uh, coming on and sharing your thoughts. Uh, tell everybody out there in Radio Land, man, a little bit about yourself, your life story. What's our connection? How do we know each other? Uh, I'm originally born in San Francisco. You know, did some traveling around with my parents being in the military. Uh, decided at one point in time with the cost of living and, you know, some personal issues that I needed to find somewhere that was a little less populated and a little slower way of life. So I ended up uh, finding Colorado Springs. Uh, I met a young woman uh, who eventually became my wife, and we had children, and I stayed and put roots down. Uh, with you and I, our connection and our story is basically my wife's cousin is married to your wife's brother. But even though we're not directly related through blood or marriage, I would consider you family. Right on, man. As do I. As do I. Uh I've come to know you over the years, man. Uh, you know, admire your your person, man. Your work ethic, um, just everything about you, man. You're an entrepreneur like I am. Uh, your family is family to me, man, for sure. And uh, and we also got that motorcycle connection, right? Yeah, well, there's definitely that motorcycle right, connection. Right, right, right. Red so, six, red six. All <laughs> right. Uh, so today's show, man, wraps up uh, my discussions over the last couple of shows about uh, grief, bereavement, trauma depression, anxiety, and kind of everything that comes along with that, man. And so what I'd love for you to do, if you don't mind, man, to the listeners, is share with us your experiences with, with loss. Well, and I can tell you this. Uh, I started off as a young age. You know, I'd lived in some, some rather rough uh, communities at times, and I'd probably been to more funerals by the time I was 14 than most people go through in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think at a certain point, in order to deal with it, I became kind of, kind of hardened. And the way I dealt with everything was just to internalize it, and I turned my sadness and my fears into anger, and that was how I tended to, to cope and, and deal with them as a, a young man. And of course, as I've gotten older, and I've had to, because I've had children and I have a wife, you know, I've gradually softened with age in the hopes to be able to communicate better with them yeah so uh my most recent losses have definitely affected me in a whole different manner yeah and i've taken it you know i, I tried i think to kind of avoid it mm -hmm. at first and just recently i had a a string of 
of losses and almost lost. Mm. You know, I almost lost my wife in October and, uh, you know, just some of the trauma just from the visual that I saw when I was in the hospital in emergency room, you know, those are burned and etched in my memories. Right. And uh, I don't think I'll ever get rid of them. Right. And then my father passed away Christmas morning. Mm. Uh, I also recently, about two months ago, lost a, a stepbrother and uh, a recent loss of one of my customers that I was pretty close with that wow. kind of lived up in the mountains. And, you know, I would yeah. take that extra time when I did work for her to, you know, set aside half hour or so just to kind of chit chat with her because she was, you know, getting pretty elderly and she yeah. was up there by herself and she enjoyed seeing me and I enjoyed seeing her. So it became quite a, a connection between the two of us. Right on, right on. And, and listen, that that last part there, man, is... is it, it's partly why I admire you, man, that you, you take the extra, you go the extra mile, man, for people, um, people that you don't know personally, maybe, uh, they're not, you know, in your day to day lives, but you, you do that for people, man. And like last night we were chatting a little bit, right. Um, about today, about the show and about the topic, man, and how difficult it is sometimes to talk about this, um, to really anyone, let alone a stranger and, you know, hundreds, thousands, who knows how many people out there in radio land, um, but it's difficult to talk about this, man. So I appreciate your efforts, your energy, man, to talk about your experiences with this topic because it's not easy. And I mentioned on the first show, man, uh, you know, we all went through COVID and, you know, you know, some stories, personal stories about me and some of my family members who, you know, COVID affected us, man. And it affected us personally. And it, it was a struggle, man. And, and, and that's loss in and of itself, you know? So when it starts to accumulate and snowball like that, one after the other, uh, that's just difficult to do. Uh, one other thing you mentioned last night, man, that, that really stayed with me was, I don't mind talking about this because if we can connect with one person out there, um, you know, that's the goal, right? And and I'm, I replied to you that that's a win for me. That's the whole purpose and premise of this show to try to reach one person and help one person so tell me a little bit about that man what, what were your thoughts on that what were you thinking when you said that to me well it's just because I'm, I'm sure i'm not the only one in this world that you know is guarded with their emotions so hopefully and i know some folks out there i don't know if they'll listen to this show or the ones even if they don't know me and they do that they'll realize that just because you know you may have come from a hardened environment or you may internalize and you may shut yourself off from the outside world when dealing with emotions I can promise you just going through this last round of, of loss myself mm. that it does take uh, other people and it does take the communication and the conversation in order for you to have some type of healing. Uh, you know, I tried to avoid it a lot at first, mainly because, you know, I was very busy. I lost my father. It was the holidays, uh, you know, still having a family to provide for for myself. And, you know, there was times where like you guys, honestly, when you guys came through on the bikes, paid me a visit, it meant the world to me. Right. You know, it, even though, you know, we didn't have to do a whole lot of talking about the situation, it was just such a, a wonderful feeling to know that there were people in my corner and people who understood and also folks who have dealt with loss themselves. Right. But um, what I want to say is that, folks, you need to take the time to grieve. You need to take the time to realize that that is the only thing that is really going to help in the long run is time. You know, we spend so much time beating ourselves up over things that we, we didn't do or we didn't say or 
just trying to process in general because, you know, my father and myself, we had kind of a turbulent relationship over my lifetime growing up. But I got to a point where, you know, I was grown and had a family of my own. And at a certain point, I let those things go. And I just was there for him through his uh, health problems. And even though I feel like I've I said all the things that I wanted to say, you know, I let him know that, uh, you know, how much I loved him, the things I admired about him, and how much, you know, I appreciated that he was my father. That even with all those things being said, after he passed away, I still found myself constantly wishing that, you know, I had that one more second to just to say something to him again, you know, mm -hmm. uh, searching my thoughts, searching my feelings and making sure that is there something that I left off the plate right. that, I, that I would have wanted to get across to him. Right. But, you know, I got to a point, honestly, where I, try, I, try, I still try to go to the old way and internalize a lot of what I had going on. Mm -hmm. And eventually between almost losing my wife to a heart attack, my father's death, um, keeping myself busy with work, and then you know not getting enough rest, it finally caught up with me mm. to the point where I actually felt like there was something wrong with me, and I had to go to a, the, the doctor and you know have lab work drawn and, and blood work drawn to to figure out you know what was going on with me because there was something definitely wrong. Yeah. I, you know, I, besides the fact that I didn't want to get out of bed, even when I was awake, I constantly felt tired. Yeah, and the kicker of it all was, you know, growing up where I grew up, emotions could potentially cost you your life. You know, you don't, they could be detrimental. So, you know, you don't deal in them, you try to process things before that happens. So when people have always said in the past that, you know, they're depressed, you know, there was points in times where I looked at that and said, you know what, they're just lying on their, on their, on their butts, they need to get up off their shoulders and get back to it. Or that they were basically weak in my, you know, and that's not how that we carried ourselves. Right. But it was quite a, irony that when I went to go have my blood work drawn and have all those things done just to make sure you know that I wasn't diabetic or there wasn't something else going on that the questionnaire that I filled out in the beginning for the healthcare screening before the doctor came in they sent in two uh, therapists to actually talk to me right. and said that I scored pretty high for depression yeah even though you know that wasn't anywhere on the for for forefront of my list I figured that it was health related which medical yeah which definitely in some points in times of depression can internalize itself and can turn into a medical issue. Right. You know, there's a, uh, I mentioned in, in one of my previous shows, this book, and so it's a great book, man, if you're interested, but uh, you and I come from, from similar backgrounds, right? Uh, you're from Northern California, I'm from Southern California. But this book, uh, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And yeah, growing up the way we did, you know, we we did things a different way, man. We we had to survive. We we just kept on living. We just pushed things aside, uh, pushed things down, and you have to keep on living, right? And so, one of my earlier shows, again, I talked about um, all those cliches that we get indoctrinated, man, about you know. Um, uh, suck it up and drive on in the military. You know, it's a very common term, man. Um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, you know, replace the loss, right? You lose a pet, let's just go to the pound and get another one. Um, so we get indoctrinated with these ideas, man, but the body keeps the score, man. You can't, you can't, your body won't let you forget about that. At the worst possible time, these things will creep up and, and here we are, right? We're at doctor's office, we think we're sick, something's wrong with our body physically, organically, biologically, but it turns out to be you know, are, are we're discombobulated, we're dysregulated uh, with our brains, man, psychologically speaking. And as big and tough as you are, man, and, and all the stuff you've done, you know, we, we're human beings, man, and the body keeps the score. Um, 
What are your thoughts, Alan, on how some teach that grief is in stages or it's a linear process? What are your thoughts on that, man? Or uh, how does that? How was it for you? Uh, I definitely believe that it is. It, it is linear. Um, like I said, I started off in in disbelief, and then denial, and then a point to where you know I had to lay my father to rest, and then you know a factor of how was how am I going to get on from here? You know, and it's not like I I really needed his emotional or financial support, but just the fact that you know. I knowing I had a father and if I needed to, you know, I could go sit and hang out with him for a second or even just being there for him. You know, now that's somebody that I would do anything for just because I love them. Yeah. I no longer have the ability wow. to do it's that. It's gone. But yeah, to do that for them. So, you know, I, I went in stages and like I said, after I laid him to rest, I still had, I couldn't really bring myself to to just fully exhale. You know, I... And it finally, maybe a month or so after he passed away, then I, you know, I went back and I watched his service because it was live streamed, right. and I gave myself a chance to. And I don't even know if I fully did it then, you yeah. know. But I tried. I tried to, to to help myself by letting some of that stuff go, right, and uh, get it out just so that it wouldn't eat me alive inside, right. And honestly, the biggest savior for me probably has been my work. Yeah. I mean. Besides the fact that it's kept me so busy and my mind so uh, shifted in a, in a different direction, you know, I, I still have a chance to think about him and, and deal with him and deal with my emotions on his loss. But they're not all at once. You know, I don't right. I don't I'm not just sitting around thinking about it all the time, all day, all time. But it time is definitely the healing factor. Okay. And uh, like I said, I went from where the songs that they played at his funeral, any time that they would come on. You know, it it would it would wreck me inside. It would mm. just completely destroy me mm. to a point where I could get through the first couple of minutes. You know, not just have to shut them off, and then to a point where sometimes you know I'm I'm actually listening to the songs and smiling and kind of having a conversation with them as I'm working. Right on, good good. So if you're just tuning in, uh, my name's Carlos Viafon. You are listening to Mind Salad, a show about mental wellness. Today I have a special guest, my good friend, Alan Gaines. He's the owner of G5 Landscaping. I want to plug that in, too. I know you're busy. I appreciate busy. it, but I wasn't looking for I it. I know you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, you're an entrepreneur, man, and uh, you're a minority-owned company, man, and we got to promote uh, definitely uh, ourselves. Um it, I discussed in earlier shows the concepts of unfinished business and undelivered communications as being possible, what, what we call stuck points in the grief process. What are your thoughts on this and or does this resonate with you? Uh, it definitely does. Um, like I said, there was, a, like as you spoke earlier, COVID kind of a limited contact with myself and my father due to the fact that he had been in a nursing home. So... You know, it went for a long time where I couldn't even see him, you know, where I had I been there that. for him, visiting him weekly. You know, he'd call me and ask me for certain things and I would take him things. And, you know, it got to a point where it was kind of traumatizing because I knew that, you know, didn't know exactly how long he had, but I did know that he was getting there towards the end. And, um, you know, I'd still be able to take him stuff, but I couldn't visually see him and he couldn't visually see me. Yeah. And, you know, we couldn't speak to each other because, you know, he had been on a ventilator for the last uh, 18 months right so you know we thankfully as much as sometimes i dislike uh technology 
you know, the fact that he we were able to text back and forth, you know, meant the world to to me as far as being able to communicate with him. But there's just the uh, something lost in translation and texting. You know, you can't. There's not that raw physical connection and emotion. You know, and that eye contact right. and you know that that holding of a hand or that the stroking of a forearm just to let someone know that you're here. Or even the the facial expressions and the gestures and the body postures, right? That that say a lot to us, man. Yeah. Yep. And uh, as far as stuck points or un- unfinished business, I guess for me, a stuck point would be as much as I tried my best to be the best son to him that I could while he was in that that situation. You know, there was there was times where he was constantly wanting stuff or tell or telling me, you know, what I should or shouldn't do. And, you know, there was points where it got a little frustrating and, you know, I got a little irritated. And then when you lose them and you pass away, you hope that you didn't convey that irritation back upon them mm-hmm. and that they, you know, they realized that the only thing that mattered was having them there and not that uh, the little not so sweet moments that you guys have back and forth and that hopefully it's it's all about the the memories. And for me, like I said, with COVID, my biggest concern was even though they explained to me and they tried to tell me that he went quick, it really uh, hurt me to my core knowing that um, he didn't have anybody there with him in his last moments. Mm-hmm. You know, that I've been through with, with my mother, my wife and her uh, grandmother and also a cousin and her mother. And, you know, and there was that time where people n- knew that they were going and you were able to, you know, family was able to gather and and be there for them, you know, and just just be there. And, you know, so they at least knew someone was there. Right. And for me, that was a part that, you know, it, it, it hurt a lot knowing that I couldn't be there for my father in his final yeah. moments. Yeah. I, I could tell that that, you know, still resonates with you. I could, I could hear the emotions in your voice as you talk about that, man. And again, I appreciate you sharing your story, man. Um, I guess having said all that, Alan, what have you done? I know you talked about work, but what have you done, man, to maintain that balance in your life after your loss experiences? Not only your father, but I know uh, what you went through with your wife, uh, your beautiful wife, man, um, how difficult that was. That was difficult for all of us, man, that that are around you on a day-to-day basis. But what have you done to maintain that balance and regulation in your life, man, since those? You know, and to be perfectly honest, there's probably some more... uh, some more healing and some more processing that needs to be done even down the line. I, I haven't really done a whole lot to take time for myself. I mean, I've gone on a couple of camping trips, but as if you've gone camping, you're well aware that going camping is just as much work getting ready. And then when you get back home, all the unloading and unpacking is just as much, you know, you get that basically one or two days in between where you're actually there camping. Especially the way you guys camp. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I know what you mean. But uh, I've, I've honestly, it's been so hectic with work I mean it's my fifth year in business and I'm busier than I've ever been I've it's getting it's gotten to a point where I actually had to turn away and reject work and you know even refer a company that let me go before to work to them because you know I know at least in their work practices that they're sound and you know I don't I'd rather if I'm gonna refer somebody and send someone somewhere else's way then I'd rather you know them get quality work done yeah even if it, it there may have been a little you know bad feelings on the on the let go <laughs> right right but yeah I, I i'm sure i still have some processing to do and like i said it's gonna be probably when the the work slows down and you know i've got a little more time to think but i tried the things i have done to try to help myself is you know 
I try to keep that connection even though he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't maybe not make it quite as often as I'd like to, but I, you know, I get out to his, his grave site and he smokes cigars. You know, I don't smoke cigars, but on Father's Day, you know, I went out there and, and sat uh, sat at his grave with him and and had a cigar and you know enjoyed the view and hope that he's watching the same views as, uh, that I'm seeing and basically um, I just try to live to live my life to where he would still be proud and try to to honor his memory you know I right. try to let go of any negative or any you know bad things growing up and and focus and concentrate on the things that I admired and the good times that we did have and we shared and you know hope that he's looking down on me and he realizes that you know he sees my heart right 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 no man that's that's awesome to hear um in an earlier show, man, I used the term, well, counselors like me, right, we use the term process, right? Let's process that emotion. Let's process that feeling that what's going on. And and I explained that in, in my professional experience, how I define process is deal with. Um, that's psychobabble jargon, man. Let's process that. Well, what do you mean by that? Let's deal with that. Let's deal with this emotion. What do you mean by that? Let's, let's stay with that, right? What processing, dealing with, everything that you've gone through and not avoiding like we used to do right avoiding just pressurizes everything oh definitely and i talked about how trauma and grief can be this giant uh pressure cooker and it's got these fancy valves right that let us know like okay the the pressure the steam's too much we got to depressurize right or unscrew that that release valve and so processing is unscrewing that release valve where you're actually dealing with you're talking about it you're paying attention you're paying attention to the songs you're to the lyrics you're you're sitting at a gravesite smoking a stogie you know um and just being there in the moment man instead of avoiding instead of forgetting because that's ridiculous when will we ever forget right that who would ask us to do that forget that loss that's ridiculous you'll always have those memories we just have to constantly through time process that stuff and deal with it now as minorities alan you and i uh, i know speaking for myself growing up the way we did uh my culture we don't do therapy right we we just that's not it's not even in the talks we go talk with family it seems like we do but most of the times the therapy is in unhealthy ways okay. it, it tends to be in drinking or, or, or drug related you know and, and which is the same thing escaping and not dealing with the issue and, and trying to not think about it and inebriate yourself to where it's you know you don't have to deal with it because you can't really process because right. you can't really think straight right because you're just numbing yep yeah um what are your thoughts to the listeners out there on going out and seeking professional help, someone who is maybe a referee, a zebra stripe, you know, to use a sports analogy, and, and just kind of be there present and help kind of conduct and direct maybe the direction of where that human being needs to go? What are your thoughts now as a mature, grown uh, adult male um, about therapy and seeking help that way? Uh, like I said, in, in my past, I definitely would have told somebody, uh, you must be losing your mind or, you know, you, you don't need that. But uh, as, as I, like you said, as I've grown and I've matured and, you know, I've had to deal with a close loss, I think that it can definitely be beneficial. I, I think that, you know, there is sometimes uh, a wall put up between yourself and family members or kids or some folks, some people just don't know how to listen and they'll just try to give you feedback, you know, constantly. And that's not necessarily what you're looking for all the time. Mm-hmm. So therapy is, I think, would be a good solution because, you know, it's kind of like you said, a zebra stripe. There's somebody impartial there that can just listen to you. You know, they can try to 
understand where you're coming from, and they can, you know, maybe just give you pointers versus giving you the end all cure, you know. And it's and it helps, like I said, when it's impartial and it's somebody even that you just don't know, you know, that you can go and bounce stuff off of, and maybe you get a little bit different perspective because they don't know you as well either, right? You know, because someone else who knows you very well, you know, they may look at your past, they may look at your history, and they may not think that you're being sincere yeah. like oh he's just looking for attention because i know this guy i've never seen him shed a tear in 30 years i've known him right and here he is you know breaking down and, and losing his cool yeah no i i agree like we we have no dog in the fight right i mean just another soul another human being sitting in front of us that picked up that phone and drove to my location and is opening up about their life, about their history, about their pains and their struggles, and just pay attention to that. Listen to me and, and help guide me because they're stuck, right? They're they're in a place where they're, they're seeking assistance. They're looking for some help. And uh, if we can do that for someone coming into our, our clinics, um, that's all we would ask for, man. Just pick up the phone, make a phone call. Uh, give us a call over there at Mind Renewal, uh, 719-465-2582. Uh, talk to one of our schedulers. We'll get the, get you the help that you need. Uh, we'll pair you with a, uh, a therapist, a counselor that we feel would be a good fit for you because that's super important and uh, and get you the help that you need. So, Alan, in closing, we're, we're almost out of time here, man. Time flew by, and I really, really appreciate your perspective on this, man. And, and I know we go, uh, you know, a ways back, um, but some of these things that you're sharing today uh, we haven't spoken about. And uh, hearing this other side of you, man, is, uh, is very eye-opening for me, man, and it just it brings me that much closer to you, man. But in closing, share a final thought, if you don't mind, a piece of counsel um, to the listeners out there about dealing with grief, grief and loss? Uh, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, for those of you who are too tough to to n- not have to deal with it, that just uh, allow yourselves the process, allow yourselves to cry, allow yourselves to break down, allow yourselves to, to go talk to someone else where you normally wouldn't uh, talk to someone and keep yourself guarded. I, I can tell you from personal experience, you know, I definitely think that I became a little closer with my wife because, you know, there got to be points in times where I just couldn't take it anymore by myself. So, uh, you know, and she's one of the my few trusted confidants. So, you know, I, I opened up to her about it and understand it's OK. You know, whether you think you're going to or not, you're probably going to beat yourself up, you know, and knock yourself over the head over and over and over and over again about what you should have done, what you could have done, what you wish you would have said. You have to uh, allow those those emotions and those things to go. And there is no easy or quick solution to any of it. It is honestly time is the only thing that is going to help you at all. And it takes time to grieve and it takes time to process. It's not, you know, and it may be different for everybody. You know, it's not two weeks, not one month, not three months, not six months. And honestly, you know, there's it's probably going to continue to be a point in time where for the rest of your life, even on certain occasions, you know, it's going to come back to you because for me, Father's Day is going to be, was, was difficult for me. You know, I didn't want to celebrate even though, if though, even though there were those that wanted to celebrate me. Um, you know, I'm not really looking forward to Christmases anymore, being that he passed away on, on Christmas. But uh, I imagine that there'll be a point in time where, you know, Christmas and, fa- and family gatherings, those things will overtake the, the grief and the loss that I, I saw incurred 
And I just uh, implore everyone out there, just give yourself time. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's not as easy as we think, you know, no matter how many times we've dealt with it, once it gets a little closer to home, it definitely hurts. And uh, we need to allow ourselves that uh, time just to heal. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that last thought, Alan. And uh, again, this has been Mind Salad, a show about mental wellness from different perspectives. Um, I'm your host, Carlos Villafon. Um, I want to thank you, Alan, for coming in today and sharing your life story, man, uh, for, for 30 minutes. Right. Um, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I want everybody to stay tuned next week on Mind Salad uh, with Lexi Ellis from Into Freedom Counseling. And I want to just close by reminding everybody that if you correct your mind, the rest of your life will fall into place. Thank you, everybody. Stay blessed. And I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Mind Salad, a discussion of mental wellness issues and topics with a rotating panel of mental health providers. Heard every Sunday at 1130 a.m. on KPPF. And be sure to listen to the podcast on Podbean. Mind Renewal is a minority and veteran-owned practice with a passion for serving the underrepresented and to remove the stigma attached to seeking and receiving quality behavioral health services. Mind Renewal has a diverse group of clinicians with assorted specialties to meet your individual needs. Their goal is to empower clients to improve their quality of life and help connect them to resources that sustain their positive growth. If you're considering help, call Mind Renewal 719-465-2582.